Hello and welcome to episode 536 of the Leadcast podcast. I'm your king, Coop the Nick Hoster, and joining me this weekend is the patron saint of soft boy summer, Aiden Frost Rockarts. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, man? It's going good. Um, this week on the show for you guys, we've got some uh, new patrons, our news about our weeks, got a little bit of Leadcast news, a lot of new news. Uh, we got some Belveth stuff, Belveth stuff, as well as the huge patch that's coming out. Um, we've then got an ad from Manscaped. Uh, no five stories, unfortunately. Uh, looks like a uh, guaranteed guffaw, maybe. Might um, have got... to save it for next week. We'll see. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, we've got competitive section. Where we're going to talk about MSI Rumble and the knockouts. Um, one more ad read from our friends at NordVPN. The roundtable and wrapping things up with Zorica's mail time. But before we do that, Aiden, how was your two weeks? One week? Uh, two weeks, yeah. My two weeks. Two weeks. Um, not a lot of league uh, the first week, like very, very little of anything, just very busy of stuff. Uh, this past week, though, I've been playing a little bit of league um, whenever um, Kennedy and I switch off for like taking care of Chester at night sort of thing. So on my nights, I've uh, been playing some normals with just random league cast people uh, every night. Yeah, um, I've been I've been getting discord messages from you at like 1030 when Rachel and I are like in bed watching a show before yeah. bed and you're just like, come play. And I'm like, what? It's been fun, man. Uh, this past, like this past session that we played yesterday, uh, we started doing the globe trotter challenges, which for those who don't know, are the challenges of winning a game with like, uh, your entire team has to be a pre-made five of all Demacia characters or all Ionia characters Ooh, or all Bilgewater characters. Hell yeah. So we've been starting to do those and it's kind of fun. It just like makes the game a little bit more uh, interesting. So it's been yeah, fun. Yeah, it, it adds a little bit of spice to like normal games where it's like, you don't really want to take it seriously, but now you have like some other objective. Yeah, for sure. It definitely just spices it up a little bit. I'd love to like try some of those with like the the boys. It'd be it'd be fun. Um, I'm down. Definitely makes me want to play League a little more. Uh, it's also just been fun yeah. playing with like our community members and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to maybe do like uh, maybe a community night one night next week or something. That'd be a little bit of fun. Uh, just a lot of good old League of Legends gameplay. Um, outside of that, the only other thing I did that wasn't League related was uh, I played not last week but the week before in the fangs beta which is a moba developed by old riot staff like ginsu is like a, the lead developer on it um mm-hmm. iron iron stylus is their lead, lead character developer he's the guy who did the concept for leona diana a bunch of cool characters uh like original ari and stuff like that so i played that with uh trevor a little bit uh, it originally was a four, 3v3 game. I'm like, hey, this is really unique. I'd, I'd actually prefer a 3v3 game because I love Tris- Twisted Tree Line. By the time I got into the beta, it's a 4v4 game now. <laughs> ah. um, it was really good, um, especially for like being closed alpha. But mm-hmm. it it feels kind of like... Have you ever played Battle Right? No. Battle Right's like kind of like a... It's a arena... Think of it like a, a MOBA game, but MOBA mixed with like WoW Arena. So you're just like killing the people to like win the game sort of thing. It mm-hmm. feels like that mixed with Heroes of the Storm. And hmm. 
it wasn't perfect for me, but I think like for being in closed alpha, it's really fucking good. So it's yeah. something I'm probably going to keep my eye on. Um, definitely not good enough for me to like be like, holy fuck, I have to get into the next alpha. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's cool. Not, I, not I'm gonna, definitely not going to take over the, the League of Legends spot in your in your, uh, yeah. in your heart. It was funny though, because we played our first game. We kind of like didn't really know what we were doing because there was a lot of people who have played in previous alphas. And then game two, dude, we're just better than most players. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. just like, League of Legends knowledge. You've learned the over. systems just enough. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, I think that's kind of my week though. What about you? Um, yeah, so I've been playing decent amount of league and and losing most of those games. Um, so I'm uh, I'm down in the depths of D4. Uh, I saw. You know, you know, I I uh, I knew that the patch was coming up, and I didn't want anyone to think, you know, I don't want anyone to see my rank and say, Colton, you only got D2 because you are an inflated assassin abuser <laughs> um so i so i said to myself you know what i should do is i should tank my elo right before the patch so that when i climb again i can say see see it's because i'm a i'm a elo inflated tank player yeah i can do it in any type of meta <laughs> yeah i can i can play stupid shit and uh 50 50 games in any meta yeah um but I'm uh, I'm looking for. I think I'm gonna try and uh, play some like Vex and Talia, because those are two characters that I haven't really played, but are very much like my style of character. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really get of getting sick of like trying to play Oriana into stupid shit like Akshan, and you yeah. just don't have any interaction. Like he ease forward, autos you, hits press the attack, and you, this is like eighty percent of your health. You're like great. What was what was I supposed to do there? Yeah, was I, I supposed to have Akshan. exhaust on a fourteen second cooldown? I guess. Yeah. Maybe? Um. Also been playing a lot of TFT. Uh, got to diamond in regular TFT. Been uh, grinding up in hyper roll or whatever Hyper-roll's it's called. Fun, yeah. Um. And been playing a lot of double up as well. I've been really enjoying double up. Yeah, people um, fucking love that game, but apparently they're reworking it for next set because people like it, but they they want, they want some changes, so it's gonna yeah. be changed a fair bit next set. Yeah, there's definitely some things I would, I, I think that would be really nice, um, to to like fix or nothing fix double up, but just make it better. Um, I I did play one solo game of double up where I just got like queued with a random person, and I will never do that again. Not being <laughs> zero in comms, communication. <laughs> yeah, not not being in comms for the first is like terrible but i also just got like the worst fucking player imaginable yeah like he was running like this stupid like chemtech challenger innovator thing and he he had a spear of shojin and he put it on his trindamir instead of his seraphine <laughs> and i was just like oh god oh god no <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because it's probably do. like he's probably just like newer to the game and just fucking playing it just doing shit but it's like fuck mm-hmm. why doesn't it take my other mr into account and put me with other people yeah uh, um so i'm uh, i'm grinding up in in double up and hyper roll i, I don't love hyper roll because i feel like it takes away a lot of what tft is about yeah i think economy is like the cool part but i just i just like the fact that it's fucking 15 20 minutes like i i think it's mm-hmm. so fucking i wish regular t if regular tft was shorter than a fucking league of legends game dude i'd play it more often the fact that you could like the, if you win a tft game it's like 45 minutes is fucking insane to me it, yeah it can be and especially like in the current meta there are a lot more 
slow comps. Um, you know, it it wasn't always this yeah. long, but like with at least currently with like innovators and like enchanters being super strong, it's like, oh great, I've got a team of unkillable tanks versus a team with infinite healing. Yeah. I guess this is gonna be a two minute fight. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I uh have been playing a lot of that. I have been enjoying it, but I also am looking forward to the next set. Uh Dragons seems like it's gonna be fun. And uh, I'll probably, at least at the start, grind a bunch of that. And I don't know if I like this at all, I'll play more. But that's about it for my week. Uh, so we're going to go ahead on into the next section of the show after we thank our new patron, Jacob. Thank you for uh, joining the... Do we do we have a name for our patrons? Uh, the... the... If, cool. if you're not if you're not a two mo or better, you're just a one mo. <laughs> you're a one mo, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks to uh, our new one mo, Jacob, or maybe he's a two mo. It doesn't say what level he joined us at. Yeah. Um, do you got any league cast news for us? Uh, the only league cast news is that I still think we are going to plant due to the tournament in June, probably. Um, I have to confirm with you guys some dates and stuff, but I think it'd be cool if we did this uh, tournament maybe the end of June or something. But that's kind of the only thing. Uh, only oh, and then um, on our YouTube channel, our last Patreon video went up, and I didn't realize I actually scheduled it a month late, so we actually have our other Patreon video going up. The JoJo one and uh, the previous one where Ooh. we did fuck. What was the one before the JoJo one? Items? Oh no. The uh items. yeah the the ranking items yeah the ranking removed, removed items. items yeah yeah so both those are up on our youtube channel within like uh but yeah so uh go check that out or uh check out our patreon for just one dollar you can get access to all of our content cool do yeah, we want to hop um, into the meat of the show maybe no i think we should just continue talking about random shit for like 45 minutes to make me sad um, yeah. no. So we're going to jump into the new news. So we'll start things off with uh, Belveth. We got multiple cinematics uh, teasing the new Void character, the Empress Belveth. Um, we got the one with her interacting with Malzahar, one with her interacting with Velkaz. There was then a longer cinematic of her and Kaisa. Her, and I believe- her Kaisa one might be my favorite cinematic trailer that riot has made by the way it was so good it's Um, fucking really good (laughs) yeah um on top of that there's also some like art some updates on the universe pages of league um and then we got an abilities video but uh what are your your thoughts of belveth so far um just aesthetically i think she's one of the coolest characters i think void is just probably one of the coolest things that riot has void and shadow owls i think are just very unique um to league of legends so i'm glad we have a new void character coming um it was also confirmed that she's not the monster character that we were expecting so i think that's a kind of cool thing because it shows that she is a humanoid character according to riot meaning they're at least pushing the envelope of what humanoid characters are um so it's not like we're expecting when they make a humanoid character it's fucking garen too you know what i mean uh a humanoid character yeah it's like vaguely humanoid Mm -hmm. um and and then she turns into you know when when we see her uh, abilities you know she's got her ultimate which transforms her into her true spooky manta ray type thing yeah what about you Um, do you have any first impressions before we go through abilities yeah, um, I mean, I think that the cinematic was super cool. Um, 
I did watch two Necrit videos about it with like <laughs> yeah. his initial reaction and then like a more in-depth breakdown. Um, the the one point that he brought up multiple times, which I'm on you know on the same page as him, is that like her having a humanoid form and like a face doesn't make sense because she doesn't <laughs> use it. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems really like dumb because they wrote like you know she mind controls people and like can make them see like her differently and experience things differently like just just say that she you know part of it is mind control and part of it is her physical form like she uses them in conjunction to trick them yeah why could she mind control people if she has thick thighs like why does she need to (laughs) yeah that that too but like the the idea of like her having a humanoid appearance as a bait which again right like the idea of her being a deep sea like void creature right you know you've got like the angler fish where it's you know, here's your here's your shiny bait, and then you come in and I, I fuck you up. It's like great. Her humanoid form could have been that, and it would have yeah. made perfect sense. But then they're like, oh no, no, she just reaches out with like psionic waves, and her appearance doesn't actually matter at all. It's yeah, like, she's like but- barely humanoid in game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's my only thing with that. Um, I, I am excited to see where it goes with void stuff. Um, y- y- there's always a bunch of cool shit with void. Um, yeah, but for with sure. that, we can uh, talk about her abilities real quick. Do we want to run through them or just do like a general overview? Uh, let's do a general over- overview. We'll talk about her a little more in depth. Maybe, maybe we get mm-hmm. to play her and see her a little bit more. But. Yeah, Um. so general overview is she's going to be a unit that attacks really, really, really fast. Yep. Uh, she's a melee character. She's relatively mobile. Um, she attacks really, really, really fast. She gets a bunch of on hits, life steal, uh, tools to help her stick onto you, and her ultimate is all that and more. Where she gets even more range, attack speed, a bunch of cool yeah. shit, and she spawns a bunch of her little void fishies when she kills minions. They seem to operate kind of like ghouls, where they just push the wave with her. Yeah. Um, I imagine they'll probably focus whatever target she's hitting as well. Um, but I'm expecting her to be either like a top laner or a jungler. She's designed as a jungler. Who knows what it will actually end up being? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I think she's going to fit in like a, a similar space to Gwen, right? Like a, another heavy auto attacking magic-y on hit kind of character where... Um, I, I think Belveth is going to be more physical, it seemed. Not sure. Uh, um, she's. J- I think she's supposed to be a mage, like a magic damage character, but all of her, she has a lot of AD ratios as well. She's like very hybrid-y, it looks like. Yeah, the only um, reason I'm saying that is because I think her E gives her lifesteal, which yeah. generally, if they give you lifesteal in your kit, they're assuming you're going to build AD, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean... I think it's going to be similar to Gwen where like she can probably go top or jungle and depending on the, the patch and who's in the jungle or who's in top lane, one will probably be better than the other. Yeah, um, for sure. But I, I love me a high attack speed on hit build. Oh, for sure. I think her Q is also one of the most unique abilities in the game. Not that we're going to talk yeah. about it at super in depth, but her Q is um four dashes. So it's like, uh think of like, like shotgun legs uh guys and they all have their own separate cooldowns, kind of like Urgot shotgun legs, but they're dashes. 
So you have four yeah, dashes right? that have so, separate cooldowns. It's so mm-hmm. fucking cool. Yeah. So like if yeah, you know my my comparison would be like if Urgoth's shotgun legs instead of doing an AOE attack, it was a Fiora Q. Yeah. Right. Like you you get your short dash and hit stuff. Um, I just so think she's... it's super cool having to play around like your own dash directions. Like that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I can imagine like especially with how much attack speed she's going to have access to Mm -hmm. like we're gonna see crazy mechanical nonsense very similar to fiora um where they like hit all four q's and like five auto attacks throw the w and the e in like 1.2 seconds yeah Got her um, ultimate dude like have you seen the the meme yet where like it's her ultimate compared to nasus's like fucking passive or whatever because her ultimate is fucking stupid well i mean just literally her ultimate alone having the passive of every attack you do adds an extra like whatever true damage onto the next auto attack and it stacks infinitely <laughs> like like that alone is crazy enough but then it's like oh then if you consume stuff you get like extended duration on your true form of your ultimate and your true form of your ultimate also turns minions into like little void creatures that pushes mm-hmm. the wave and, and if you, you kill get, epic monsters uh, you pick up your void coral yeah and, and you when you're in your true form coral. you get max hp out of combat movement speed attack range attack speed it's like holy fuck dude what is that ability mm-hmm. it's, it's it's insane it's it, yeah it, it brings me back to like camille when she was first released <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, okay, new new character release. Let me let me read the four pages describing her abilities. Yeah. It, it's it's a little wild. I, I'm very excited though. I, I just like new characters. I like characters that like push boundaries. People are gonna be upset about her because she probably does too much, but I don't know, it spices up the game. That's that's what I'm most excited for. So it'll be good. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for Belveth. We will cover her more in depth and and run through each of those abilities individually uh, once we've got numbers and once she's out probably Um, with that we're going to jump into patch 12.10 which is a big one we're not going to cover all of the changes individually Mm -hmm. right because you know across the board they are nerfing healing giving people base health health scaling uh, armor and magic resist scaling um they're you know reworking all of the healing shielding uh durability stuff in the game yeah the actual numbers for all those is that every character across the board there's a couple caveats like thresh isn't getting these um is getting 70 bonus hp 14 health growth per level 1.2 armor growth per level and 0.8 magic resistance per level and on top of that, every single character that has has a healing ability is getting it's getting reduced by ten percent, uh, up to twenty eight percent later in the game. Shielding is all being reduced by ten percent. Omni vamp is all being reduced by ten percent. Grievous wounds is all being reduced from like regular grievous wounds being reduced from forty percent to thirty percent, and enhanced grievous wounds being reduced from sixty percent to fifty percent. So those are like across the board. If your character has a shield, it's getting reduced by ten percent. If your character has a heal, it's getting reduced by ten to twenty eight percent on every single character. So I'm not going to go through saying all 150 characters that have these things um but it's, it's across the board it's a really really cool change uh we can kind of give our overall thoughts at the end if there's actually any changes we need to talk about um because also all the items are getting those changes so i'm just scrolling it's just yeah, keep scrolling. all of the <laughs> healing items all of the healing reduction items uh armor penetration spell penetration all of it's kind of going down yeah um so grievous wounds now is going instead of 40 to 60 it's going to be 30 to 50 yeah so if you get your components 30 percent reduction if you get proper grievous wounds 
it's 50% reduction. Um, I like that more. Um, again, penetration is down across the board, percentage health, healing, all that good stuff. It's a huge list of items, runes, masteries, characters, summoner spells. Um, there's going to be some adjustments to the neutral objectives as well, you know, shielding for mountain, healing for motion, etc. Baron's uh, much harder to take. Huh? Baron's much harder to take after this patch as well, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I think that's like really cool. Yeah, they're making Baron uh, a lot more difficult to take. They're also uh, getting rid of the thing where it can level up in combat. Yep, happened um, in pro play last week. Yeah, it happened again in pro play. Yeah. So now they're doing something about it. Uh, the other big thing besides making Baron tougher is they're making turrets a lot. Uh, they're making them hit a lot harder, mm -hmm. which I really like. Um, as someone who was recently towered dove at level two by an Akshan, <laughs> um, he shouldn't be able to tank two tower hits. Yeah. At level two with a long sword start, but he did. Um, anyway, so there it's going to hit a lot for a lot more damage. And I think, you it, know how, how, how early they charged up before for damage. Was it always like at the 14 minute mark, they were fully like charged up on damage or is that new? Um, I believe I, it, it did scale from zero okay. up to, to 1330. Cause it, they didn't, they didn't, they're not showing a different time frame. Yeah, that's um, fair. So they're 10% stronger at the start of the game, and I think something like 25% stronger at 14 minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the, so they're all different. Like, for inhibitor charts, I think are the biggest difference. Oh, sorry, Nexus turrets are the biggest difference. Those are, like, 40% uh, stronger. But... Yeah, Nexus turrets are a lot stronger. Yeah. Um, outside of that... There's a small adjustment to Swain, where if your ulti expires, you still get your cast now, um, as well as you get a fully refilled demon power upon takedown. So buffs to Swain. Uh, I did hate that your ulti just doesn't cast if you run out. Yeah, it's the, weird. The, the flare part of it. Um, some bugs on Talia, a bunch of other small changes, VFX, yada yada, bug fixes. The behavioral stuff's kind of cool, though. If you didn't see it, um, they're making it so that if you're honor five, you when you recall, you have an honor recall, like a special honor recall, which is cool. Um, or if you're honor three or honor uh, four, um, you have to have been honored by people not in your pre-made to have it. But you always have it if you're honor five, which is cool. Awesome. And outside of that, the only other thing is we've got some upcoming skins coming with this patch. High Noon Scion, High Noon Victor, High Noon Samira, High Noon Tom Kench, and High Noon Twitch. Each of them comes with eight chromas. Yeah. Um, so lots to do there. How do you how do you feel about the the cowboy frog? I think it looks really cool. It looks awesome in game, and the chromas are insane on it. You know what? The only thing I'm sad about Ooh, is yeah, those look so good. The fucking uh, the Victor and the Twitch skins are so fucking good, man. I think they're two of my favorite. They like very. They feel like um, they're almost like Bloodborne like type characters. Like it's so fucking cool. I I, I think those are like some of my favorite skins in the game now. The Twitch and the uh, yeah, I really Victor like one. that Twitch. Um, but the Tom okay. Cash, uh, the one skin where he's like uh black with like the pink mouth. Oh fuck, that girl looks so good, man. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna need to go out and purchase some riot points or. Yeah. Uh, if any of our, our listeners are feeling generous, you can send me some rock. Hey, man, yeah. <laughs> my birthday's uh, next month, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, Just kidding. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is it for patch 1210. It, it is going to shake up the game quite a bit. 
Um, For sure. But we'll have to kind of see that. Um, but speaking of shaking up the game, you know who's shaking up the men's grooming game? Our friends. Is it Manscaped? Manscaped? It is yeah. Manscaped, yeah. Sweaty Sack Summer is approaching, and it's time. For, come on. It's, it's Aiden, say it with me. Sweaty soft Sack boy summer. summer. Oh, never mind. Soft <laughs> Boy Summer. Soft Boy Summer, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Soft Boy Summer. They keep they keep trying to go for all of these other ones. Everyone needs to tweet at Manscaped that it's Soft Boy Summer. It is Soft Boy Summer. So they can get confused why we're not actually reading the her, uh, verbiage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's time to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. And that's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing out these new boxers, and I can say that it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. I think it's time that you invest in your family jewels. Uh, so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LEAGUECAST at manscaped.com. Um, have you had a chance, Aiden, to try out the the new uh, stuff that they sent? I haven't actually yet. No, I've just been super yeah. swamped, but uh, it looks really good. I have it just sitting in my bathroom right now. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, just a few days ago, maybe a week ago, uh, I got the, the updated package where they've got the new boxers, which I was super mm-hmm. hype about. Yeah. Um, because the the first ones were super comfortable, and these ones are even better. Yeah. Um, I also like that they're they're more like stylistic. Like the the first ones, which I'm actually wearing right now, are just like solid black. These ones mm-hmm. are like kind of a, a bluish gray with like a pinstripe on them. They look really oh, nice, yeah. super comfortable, really breathable. Um, as well, we got some, uh, it's the like crop. I'm trying to remember exactly what it's called. Um, but it's like, I an saw ex- it. Look, I like the packaging, dude. The packaging is always so sick on all your yeah, stuff. <laughs> the packaging is so good. Um, but they, it's so they, um, they sent like a razor, mm-hmm. a uh, exfoliant, and then a like shave gel. Yeah. I haven't used the razor and the shave gel yet because I generally tend not to to go for a, a full shave because I will get like irritated skin. Yeah. Um, but I I did go pretty close with the lawnmower and I used the exfoliant and I have had no issues uh, so far. So that's that's been really nice. The the exfoliation cream stuff uh, works wonders. I'm sure the the razor is great. I, I I gifted it to Rachel so she's gonna try it next time she shaves her legs and. Let me know how it goes, even though it's manscaped, but awesome. Hey, it's for everyone, and you can get it for twenty percent off and free shipping with the code leadcast at manscaped.com. Again, twenty percent off and free shipping with the code leadcast at manscaped.com. Once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack, you'll never go back. Hashtag awesome. soft boy summer. Hashtag soft boy summer. Thank you guys, uh, Manscaped again. Yeah, for thanks, that. Manscaped on to competitive league msi is happening yeah it's been i mean the reality is as much as i've been enjoying it it's still annoying that the format is the shittiest format of any game i've ever fucking seen uh we've had 66 best of ones and we're about to have our three best of threes and then the tournament's over or best of five sorry (laughs) like uh yeah it's uh, i mean i i understand the like air quote need for a group stage but yeah I I I do not like the two rounds of like best of one round robin and then we get three best of series. 
You know, the, the fact even that if, even most... if the second stage was all best of threes, like you instead of playing everyone like in double round robin in the second stage, just play each team in a best of three. At most, you add um, like what, like ten games? Not even ten games. Most like you add like five games or whatever. Um, yeah, and like, I, I think that it <sighs> is a much better picture, and people like seeing best of series. They're mm-hmm. hugely different results um typically than than you would see from best of ones i uh i guess we can go into the spoilers now so the the four teams left in knockouts are royal never give up evil geniuses t1 and g2 esports um based on the final seating of the group uh rng came out in first eight and two t1 went seven and three for second place g2 five and five and evil geniuses also five and five yeah it, it was fun so. um it, it is disappointing watching best of ones because i uh, i mean it, it was also disappointing the fact that <laughs> so g2 went fucking uh not they went they went 80 in their group stage with uh no it, it was it 80 i think it was 80 um in the, gr- yeah, in, the first in, group yeah in, in round one of groups t1 rng and g2 all went undefeated g2 being in a weird group went 8-0 instead of six yeah and then in round two (laughs) they won their first four games yeah it's like holy fuck they're just gonna wipe it and then they just played like shit man they lost to psg they lost to saigon buffalo they lost to rng they lost to t1 they didn't lose to eg yep that was uh, yeah i remember the casters talking about that how they, they they really uh faltered at the end from there you know they had 13 wins in a row at msi and then they went one in five for the next six games um they're still in knockouts i uh i do think you know like we were saying format wise it really sucks that we only got to see you know g2 and eg in best of ones and that PSG and Saigon also now we don't get to see any best of series Mm -hmm. with the minor regions like even if you know they did lose them all like I would have loved to see a three game series of PSG Talon versus Evil Geniuses like yeah I want to see that yeah like I think there's like for example like we all are memeing G2 because they went one and five in their second half I do think that they don't really lose like they definitely don't lose the series in my opinion to Saigon or PSG um if it's best of even a best of three sort of thing that being said like like upsets are fun and all but i'd rather just have fucking good content like (laughs) yeah and and like it's another game and a game three like game three best of moments like are super hype and and like it, it creates an environment where you get some of those you know real stopping or like those highlight real plays mm-hmm. and it's like okay great we get we get a best of one and a best of one whereas like okay if it's evil geniuses in g2 and they're like playing the third game and whoever loses this might not make it to knockouts yeah. like yeah that's that's a lot there's also players that just play better like uh kennedy yeah. and i were talking a lot about it like um so obviously like people like danny and jojo it's their first international event ever they're both 17 years old on eg and they're playing pretty rough um, not to say that players like Vulcan who are experienced aren't playing rough, but mm. compare that to like caps. Like you watch caps in the first 13 games, 
dude, that that guy, I don't know how he fucking does it. He plays like very average all fucking season every year. And then if anytime he's at an interna- international event or like playoffs or whatever, anything with like stakes, he just fucking, he's like the best player in the fucking world. And it's so crazy that someone can like, he obviously gets like some level of like buff from having pressure on him. And that's so fucking cool to see. Yeah, and like, and that that level of pressure goes up in a series. Now again, right? Yeah. Like, that's where we see those crazy, you know, game three, game five. Caps does something insane plays that we want to see more of. And like, even you know, for the the minor regions who didn't make it out, it's like, I yeah, give give those players like two or three more games on the international stage to get their name out there, to get mm-hmm. experience. Like, anyway. <laughs> we could talk about format for a while, but um, again, like we said, in the semifinals, we've got RNG versus EG is the first match, and then T1 versus G2. Do you have predictions? So do we think it's the same script from last year? Where um, the Because like, it's literally the exact same thing that happened uh, last year with uh, TLIG and then T1 G2, where mm-hmm. fuck we had no we didn't think gt was going to be uh t1 in a best of series we didn't think team liquid was going to beat fucking ig in a best of series of world champions but dude it's set up the exact same way na versus china uh eu versus korea uh i think gt is going to get or uh, eg is going to get three out <laughs> it's not going to be the same script probably <laughs> i i think that i i think that eg might take a game I, I, it's probably a three zero, but maybe, maybe Danny gets a pentakill and they, they, they seem take to play like comfort fight. shit. Like Nick and I are fucking talking so much about this. So like Danny is a player who obviously is newer to the game. He's fucking mechanically, mechanically really, really good. He played jinx. Like every single good game that Danny had last season was on jinx. You know what I mean? And Guess what? Jinx got nerfed and zero people play her. They played her once, by the way, and they did well on it. But, like, mm. why the fuck are people not playing Jinx? She got 50 HP nerfed. Is she, how can a 50 HP nerf make the character go from 100% pick ban to no one picks or bans her? Yeah. I, I, I think that the, like, abandoning Jinx, people went a little bit too far with. And yeah. the, the biggest thing to me is that, like, nothing has changed about her damage. Yeah. And her carry potential, right? Her her laning phase is a little bit weaker. She's a bit more vulnerable to assassins throughout the entirety of the game. Yeah. Right? You know, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to access gold if they're bullying you. But, like, when has that ever been a, a, a serious issue in high-level international and competitive play? It's like people will pick the Vayne or the Kog'Maw into the Draven or Lucian and only mm-hmm. be down like five CS. Oh, for sure. It just, like, just feels like people overreact to like nerfs. Um, like mm-hmm. we saw the same with the thing with Aphelios. Aphelios got like nerfed actually pretty hard, to be honest, and no one plays him. People are starting to pick him up again at the tournament because they're like, fuck, we have, like the reality is as good as an AD carry is or how bad an AD carry is, if you're just really fucking good at that AD carry, it's probably still fine to play. Unless they're yeah. like actually dog shit bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say vast majority of AD carries are still like super playable. Yeah. Because for AD carries, it's a lot about the items. And if everyone gets to buy the same Infinity Edge, it doesn't really matter who it's on. Um, with that being said, one thing that still pisses me off about Felios is I think it's red-white guns mm-hmm. is where he gets like the 
ultra rapid fire. Yeah, it's his god combo. Yeah, and uh, when I it was T1 versus I think RNG, and RNG got the herald, and <laughs> fucking Gumayushi walks up to tower with five plates on it. He's got red white, and he kills the entire tower through five plates because he's got god guns. Yeah, he's sitting like melee range on it and throwing the, the, the actual like turret behind it. And he took the entire yeah. tower by himself. I saw that. Yeah, it was fucking it's, crazy. it's obscene. Like, I hate that Aphelios can do that so much. Mm-hmm. Like, for a character that scales that hard, he should not have a way to like instantly melt two or three, if not five plates because he got a kill or because like your AD carry committed to a, a herald fight. Yeah um it's insane anyway so yeah i'm 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 with you rng wins probably 3-0 maybe 3-1 uh t1 and g2 i think is closer i think it's probably 3-2 for t1 yeah um i I, i'm personally a believer for g2 i think t1 is also gonna win but like the reality is t1 looked so g2 looked unbeatable like they're gonna win the tournament and then it switched swiftly switched to holy fuck G two is playing like dog shit. I don't know how they are playing this bad. Um, and then T one started playing like shit. Like dude, T one fucking Baron through somehow like eight times in like five games. And I don't understand how that's even possible. <laughs> yeah, there were some really really questionable calls. I know one game where they ran uh, Tarik Callista. Not only did the Callista in the second Baron throw, she jumped out of the Terracle. Yeah. In the first Baron throw, they left it at like 1800. Yeah. They they left the Baron pit when it was at like 1800. There were like 30 spears in it. Yeah. And they, they went for the fight. They lost the fight and the Baron. It's like, at the very least, just finish the Baron and yeah. go like five for two in a team fight or even like yeah. five for one like if you get a stand lose the baron it's it's so bad um yeah. but yeah i i think it definitely can go either way it depends on what t1 shows up and what g2 shows up yeah but if it's the best t1 versus the best g2 i think that t1 takes it yeah um which would leave us with a t1 rng final or uh rng g2 final um I, I think probably whoever makes it out of T1 G2 wins the tournament. Oh, really? I think RNG wins regardless. I think they look so fucking clean, man. They very they falter so, like, little. Like, I, I think, like, Bin has had some off games, but outside of that, like, they, they look so fucking good. Maybe Way's, like, a little bit reliant on Viego, but I don't know. They look so fucking good. They do. I, I want... I, I don't want them to win. I think yeah. they do look really good. The only thing that I'm, I guess, maybe giving the other side of the bracket credit for is that, like, RNG is going to probably 3-0 EG without yeah. a lot of resistance, whereas whoever gets through T1-G2 is going to be, like, riding a high and have yeah. good experience under their belt. Um, I... I would love to see T1 take home another international title. I'd love to see it after, like, how much shit they're getting. Dude, fucking T1 fans lose their goddamn minds when T1 plays poorly at all. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's the weird thing where, like, you know, in, in NA, you know, if TSM doesn't get top three or top two, people are yeah. flaming. 
if T1 like loses games at international events, period, yeah. people freak out, right? It's like if T1 is out of Worlds, they're expected to win. If T1 is at MSI, they are expected to win. <laughs> like there is no leniency towards them and like any error, which is tough. Uh, and, and I can only imagine the, the pressure on some of those players. Like, it must yeah. feel awful of like, you know, oh, I had one rough game and I'm getting flamed so hard, even though we might still win the tournament. <laughs> like, that's that's a crazy thing to me. Is like, I, th- I understand at this point after they've thrown Baron and just looked lost so much. But like, dude, after their first loss, after going perfect in group stage, people were losing their minds. Like, that's what's insane to me. Like, holy fuck. It's weird. Yeah, but... yeah. You know, that. Again, yeah, even if they, even if, the, let's say T1 wins the whole tournament, yeah, people are still going to be like, what the fuck, T1? Why didn't you win MSI without dropping a single game? If, fire your GM, fire your coaches, <laughs> yeah, replace which, which your to entire be fair, roster. Like, T1 has, I believe they won a Worlds without dropping a single game. I would believe it. I, I believe they did. It was either that or they only lost one game. Um, but yeah, right. Like, like that's the odd level of perfection that is expected of them, which isn't, I think, really fair. But anyway, oh, do you see the fucking interview of Zeus, the top laner for T1? I think he's the best player on their team right now. By the way, he was talking about fucking playing against Impact. He's like, oh, I remember like watching Impact win Worlds, uh, right? So season three, he was nine. <laughs> Dude, time yeah. flies. Like that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I I remember that. That was uh, that. I mean, I I remember watching that as well. And yeah. I, I, I did see the, I heard about that interview and like those comments and it's, it's wild to me that that like is the point yeah. of the game. Cause like we were not nine, but we were young when yeah. we started playing league and like we've been here throughout it all. Um, but it, it's, it's still really weird to think about like people are still getting into the game that are new and like there are eight eight-year-olds and ten-year-olds like joining the game just now who are you know who would ask the question like wait Bjergsen who's that yeah Ocelot who dude there's fucking ten-year-olds that are 100% just like would crap on us every game like oh absolutely (laughs) they're way better than us but like it's it's wild to think right like that they they know how to do an insect kick better Mm -hmm. than I ever will but they, they don't know who, know who is, Insect yeah. is. <laughs> there was a fucking uh, a post where someone's like, uh, so there's a guy on Twitter, a Twitter analyst, who is doing a thing where he every single day he does a random number generator and pulls up the number of the character, like the 56 characters, whatever. And it goes, what character does, who? what pro player immediately comes to your mind when you think this character? So if it's a Nivea, right? You'd think Froggen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and someone on Reddit made a post about it. They're like, this is my opinion on all these. And he ha- was just missing shit. Like, like Thresh wasn't mad life. You know what I mean? Leeson wasn't mm-hmm. insect and it's like fuck that's so strange to me right because obviously this person yeah. who made this post just obviously didn't play or watch the game when these players were around but it's so strange mm-hmm. yeah i think on, on that note before we segment out of this but i think one of the wildest ones that i think really really ages players mm-hmm. is if like when i say nidalee do you think canyon or hotshot gg I mean, I think Stanley. <laughs> Stanley? The fucking top laner for TPA. <laughs> oh, true. Wait. It was Stanley, or is that... Um, that was Stanley, right? No, I thought it was Steak. No, I... Hold on. <laughs> now we gotta find out. It's whoever the fucking top Nidalee player was in the, in season two, though. Um, 
It might be Stanley. You might. You're, you're I think testing I'm... the depths of my knowledge. Stanley played, chose Shen as his character, which I'm assuming means he was the top winner. Yeah. I kind of remember shit like that. I, I think it's Stanley. Because their, their mid laner was balls, right? Yeah, toys, right? Toys, toys, yeah. Oops, it was toys. Little Balls as their jungler, I think. Little Balls as their jungler. I have yeah. no anyway. idea who their bottom lane is, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping back to season two. Anyway, um, that's about it. We'll see what happens with MSI and uh, give you some updates next week. But with that, we're going to jump into our ad read for NordVPN, oh, where yeah. you can get some really great VPN service. You can get uh, servers on over 90 countries, I think is the... It's a big number, man. It's a uh, lot. 5,400 servers in over 60 countries. Um, you can find one that's a really good speed for you. Uh, you can explore the internet. You can get that wonderful, wonderful content that is region-restricted. If I want to watch something that Aiden's watching, but it's only available on Canadian Netflix, mm -hmm. easy. One click, NordVPN says, I'm in Canada now. And, you know, I, I open my door, I look out, I see a Tim Hortons and a moose and some snow. Yeah. Uh, but he's wearing a cowboy hat because I still actually am in Texas. Um, but you can get some amazing speed. I can put it on multiple devices, up to six of them, uh, which includes all major platforms, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, and Linux. Even Android TV supports NordVPN. So again, you can set that up real easy with an Android TV to unlock regional content wherever you'd want to watch it from. Um, as well as you can get a little bit of a, a little bit of a special bonus deal because uh, we're so nice and generous. Just kidding, it's those guys at NordVPN that are giving you the deal. We're just shilling it. But you can uh, get it by going to nordvpn.com slash leadcast. You'll get a huge discount up your subscription. Uh, you'll get free threat protection, an additional month for free. And all of that is gonna to be totally risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's free threat protection, additional months for free, and a discount off of the subscription plan, all of which is 30-day money-back guaranteed. Thanks, NordVPN. Thank you, guys. On to Roundtable. Aiden, yeah, so last, last week we asked the question, how can Clash be improved? And you weren't here to answer it. So we got to hear your answer before we talk about oh. our listeners' answers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I was like, I'm like, I definitely, I was the one who wrote this question. But yeah, I, I just put it there before you guys did the show. <laughs> um, I honestly think Clash is fine. It's like the reality. I think the only thing that it fucks up my perception is that the rewards, the rewards feel like dog shit, which they're not really. Like, I was talking to some people who aren't biased like me, and they think, oh, no, it's cool. When you get first, you get a skin. But like, in in my opinion, or maybe even in your opinion, Colton, because you're in the same boat, it feels really bad winning a tournament through Riot Games and not just getting a shitload of RP. Because when we were back in the mm -hmm. day, when people, anyone could run their own fucking tournaments, you would just play in tournaments and you'd get like 3,600 RP for coming in first in each person. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, we played back in the day when Riot sanctioned tournaments were way more common, easy to set up. And yep. they would provide a prize pool for you of a bunch of RP as well as Triumphant Rise. So like, yep. and, and you could do like, you could conceivably win two tournaments a day, right? Because yeah. you'd, you'd be playing like three games to win, 
no best of like you could win two tournaments a day and be like netting 10,000 RP or you Easy. play in a small tournament, you fucking come last, and there's only eight teams that play, so you still get 800 RP. It's like, like mm-hmm. it's just so fucking free. So it just feels bad in that point of view. That being said, it's honestly fine, after, especially after talking to people who aren't biased by that. It seems like people are overall happy with the prizes. Um, I think the one thing they did this past week for the Worlds um, Clash was kind of cool. If you won, you got a world skin like a esports skin mm-hmm. so i think that's a cool way of doing it i'm not sure if it's always like that i don't think it is i think it's pretty new like for example um you know how there's like different things like frailyard clash i think it'd be cool if if there was a frailyard clash you're guaranteed to get a snowdown skin like i think that yeah. would be a, a very unique way of doing it um mm-hmm. like that would make it at least more fun in my opinion at least that being said i still think that if you win a clash tournament or maybe if you win x number of clash units you should just get triumphant rise i think new i think new players should just have access to that skin if they like win clashes like i think there's no reason not to yeah i i I think triumphant rise should be awarded for clash because of how easy it was to get back in the day um you know it was meant to be a like wow you are a very good player you have triumphant rise that's how it was like intentional that was its design yeah but winning a riot sanctioned tournament was not hard to do yeah because there would be like 30 tournaments going on and seven of them would be four teams that are average bronze yeah like you know it's, it's just not hard to win one of those um i'm with you the prizes could be a little better i do like your idea of like it's frailyard clash you get one skin like plus one frailyard skin like yeah. i think that that would be really cool um or maybe just like put some like mythic essence in there i don't think it necessarily needs to be improved but as someone who played like back in the day and got tons of rp and then now will play in like tournaments for dollars yeah it like right it it almost never feels better to win clash than to win a tournament and be like oh great i got ten dollars i can you know buy something on amazon (laughs) Yeah, it feels like we can just, instead of playing Clash one weekend, we can literally just go do a, like, gamer craft tournament or something and fucking mm-hmm. win money. Uh, yeah, but, and it's, yeah, yeah, and, and we don't have to wait until 10 p.m., which, th- those are <laughs> the, the, the things that Nick and I brought up is, like, tier one being so late, and I hate that the finals is not best of three. Yeah. Um, but anyways, from our community, uh, Nas Ajo said, penalize teams who dodge. Dodge once could be banned from the next uh, clash, at least. Maybe even two. Can't count the amount of dodges that happen uh, once a team loses once. Besides that, something against Smurfing would be nice. I can't fathom uh, what should realistically be done there. Yeah, I've, I haven't had that happen to me, but I've seen it happen a lot. Uh, when a team loses, like, round one or round two, they, a lot of the times, just quit. Because now you're guaranteed, if you lose game one let's just say you're only guaranteed the best you can do is fifth which means your prize is shit um mm-hmm. so a lot of teams will just like quit after they lose their first game we'll meaning, just leave, yeah yeah you just like it just ruins the tournament for everyone else involved uh, i think that's yeah, just more if, like the prizing has to be fixed a little bit for that like yeah right to me that's that's a format issue as much as it is a behavior issue mm-hmm. where they're you know obviously people shouldn't just quit but also yeah. the the format shouldn't make that a very desirable option yeah right like if you if you lose game one and you're just out i'd be fine with it right where it's like okay you lost you're out no prize but if they want you to play another game make it be worth something yeah for sure 
um, Lunar Lunatic said it would be interesting if Riot made multi-day clash tournaments. Instead of Saturday and Sunday being two different clashes, make Friday round one, Saturday round two, and Sunday the top teams to progress. Uh, days are just an example. Could be spread over two weekends or many other ways. So they did this one weekend. They did a two-day tournament with, I think it was either 32 or 16 teams. Uh, the issue is they got a very low turnout for the second day. Um, that being said, I think they could just do it differently, make it so that based on your placement in day one, you can sign up for a second day of clash with teams who got the same placement and then it's like yep. a, a stronger yeah. like bracket. You know what I mean? And then yeah, you do that's... the same for day three if you want. Like that would be mm-hmm. the right I, way. Of doing I, had, that. I had mentioned that um, last week would be like, it would be sick if, if you got first place, you got a ticket to like premier clash where yeah. you're playing only against teams that got first place That'd be so sick. in your tier, right? Yeah. And like smurfing isn't really a huge issue in tier one because if you have a challenger player or a diamond one player, it's still tier one. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think it'd be sick if we had like a consistent team to be like, okay, great. Like we won the last two clashes. We're going to go into pr- premier clash or advanced clash and say, you know, play against other people who got first place. Let's make it hard. Yeah, you could even do it like that's how you get Triumph Rise. You have to win like a premier clash tournament or whatever. That'd be like really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rainbow Honeysuckle said, worst part of clash is losing round one. Even if you win the next two, you max out, max out at fifth. Second best team in the tournament may not even make top four. Making it uh, a total win slash loss instead of bracketing might help. Uh, yeah, I think that's just prizes. Like in general, prizes just need to be fixed a little bit more to make people incentivized to uh, like want to play their best and stuff. From our Discord, Brandon said, make it double elimination. If the players really want to taste a competitive best of threes all the way uh, for an eight-team eight team single elimination tournament, uh, it would have to start earlier, but make it a whole weekend thing, not just one day thing. Uh, actual scouting, this uh, the one that clash clashes the, the one on clash is super bare bones and doesn't necessarily represent the player if you have to use op.gg during clash tournament your stats on clash suck and need to be worked that yeah it's crazy by the way have we ever had a fucking clash tournament where we don't just op.gg everyone <laughs> like oh yeah every fun. time which i think like that's one of the biggest strengths of the the clapping cheeks organization yeah is our scouting and draft yeah um thanks primarily to you i think that i'm good at draft i think i think you guys are good at scouting (laughs) yeah i i i definitely think like you are are the best at draft and Mm -hmm. definitely you take the lead um like i can draft but i i typically am just like oh aiden's if aiden's here he's got it (laughs) um which makes a huge difference especially like the the fucking quality of drafts we get and see in clash as opposed to like when you play solo queue is league support. Dude, it feels so good when you can flex a pick. Oh, it makes me fucking mm-hmm. just scream. It's so sick. Or you can get like a really good pinch or you, yeah, like. Oh, it's great. Uh, drafting and then he says, is last... so fun and it's yeah. wild. No, that... I would just play draft simulator, dude. And it fucking just evaluates mm-hmm. who has the better it's, draft. It's insane how little that has to do, like how important it is in professional and how it's just something that 99% of players never really think about at best in solo queue you go oh they're all ad we build we play we build armor character <laughs> that's like yeah the right you, you you either say okay we've got a top lane trinimere mid talon and bot lane twitch i probably shouldn't play wukong jungle yeah. or you see that that's the comp that they have on their team and you say oh i'll pick ramus jungle yeah it's, it's so bare bones um and then pard said i think clash is a pretty good spot i would change some backend things half the time the enemy's history tab isn't updated it's nice to see what people ban against the teams but you can't check that through the client i also think that it would be nice to have clash 
clash splits, splits eh, where a team is together for longer than just a weekend or something, just like a night, maybe a bigger tournament that takes place over six weeks. Also, it'd be too much to ask for my gold and silvers to not be tier one. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then final answers from Dog Owner Junior. He says, "Let us spectate matches while the others, uh, our other teams, are finishing. Really annoying to wait for your next match uh, for it to get forfeited. Now you have to wait possibly over an hour for your next match. During this time, why can't you play or watch uh, anyone play any league? Yeah, it'd be cool if you could spectate the other matches. That'd be I don't see any reason yeah, why you could. I, I could see why they wouldn't want to do that because it would give you an advantage, like getting mm-hmm. to watch their play. Yeah. At the very least, like." show me an option where i can hover over that match and it'll say you know 15 to 19 27 minutes in yeah right like i shouldn't have to be... OPRGG their match yeah like it, it should be you you could but like it should just you should be able to hover over it in the clash client to say like yeah how far sure. into their game are they that's awesome um so this week's roundtable question is what is your go-to game when you need a break from league of legends do you want the serious answer or the joke answer <laughs> I want your serious answer because I feel like you actually have like really good answers for something like this. <laughs> well, the the Aiden, the sad thing is that my serious answer is League of Legends. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, and, and that's that's part of my biggest problem with the game and and like my solo queue performance is like when I really need a break from League, I I still like do my default thing of oh, I'll just queue up for a game of League. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I'd say um, you know varies a lot day to day and like month to month right recently it's been a lot of tft sometimes it's slay the spire sometimes it's ftl or for the king uh mm-hmm. which i saw they're releasing for the king too so i'm really hyped wait about actually that. yeah i saw there was like an article about it chris added <gasps> me in one of the discords um oh that's so sick yeah um but i yeah, for me, like I, I say, those are probably the big ones. Would be like FTL, Slay the Spire, Legends of Runeterra, TFT. Um, I, I can always sink an hour or two into one of those. That's sick. How about you? Do you have a Do you have a go to? I'm done with league game because I, I feel like you play a lot more variety of games where like you'll have your game of the month but you play yeah. different, different stuff I, I i try to like so my, my least favorite thing in the world and this okay that's that's an over exaggeration i very much hate have when my repertoire of games are all games that i could just play that game for the rest of my life and not ever be done with it you know what i mean and those, those are games i typically like go to right like i like overwatch i like league of legends i like tft you know in games that you just play for the sake of playing um but so i try to like get myself to play through like actual story games and stuff um so recently i've been just trying to like play like a playstation game every month so i'm replaying through um uh shadow of the colossus remaster right now yeah Um, and that's i think the point that you brought up about like playing games you could play forever without like that's something that i do and part of me really likes it yeah because i am someone who like has that like addictive hyper focused yep. part of me where i will no issues like sink 20 hours into a game the first week i have it yeah. to figure out all the systems and like play through it and like i i just want to consume all of it and then if it's a game that i really really like then i'll go through and keep doing that um but because of that i i don't play a lot of variety of games like i've got so many games in my steam library that it's like 
I'd love to play this one day, but I already have played a shooter, so I can't play another shooter because I need to still get good at that one shooter. Yeah, those endless games are so addicting too. Like, not only is it the weird brain thing where I go, yeah, I don't want to just play these games that have no purpose, even though games are just meant for entertainment at the end of the day. Um, but like a lot of it is like, I just like being good and competitive at stuff, which those games usually have that to them. But then even mm. the games that aren't competitive and stuff like that or multiplayer are like roguelike games where I'm like, fuck, I still, I love roguelike games. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, even though there's not a like, competitive scene generally outside of maybe mm-hmm. like a public high scoreboard yeah you still get to be highly competitive and challenge yourself yeah for sure right and and those roguelike games are so addictive because of the variety where like there are infinite levels of additional challenges and things you can do right mm-hmm. where it's like okay great i beat slay the spire that's that's fun okay, well, I need to beat Slay the Spire, you know, on Ascension 1 through 20. I need to do it on every character. Yeah. I need to beat Ascension 20 without using any rare cards. I need to beat Ascension 20 without, you know, ever taking a rest or something. It's like you can continually add more and more crazy shit on it so that it's you always have something else to pursue. Yeah. Have you played any uh, Vampire Survivors? No, but I, I watched Trevor play it for about five minutes and then picked it up. Yeah, and, uh, like, everyone, like, the fucking no-toad Discord that we have with our friends plays it as well. I I've, I played it, like, two months ago, right, because everyone on Twitch was playing it, and that's a game where it's kind of just you play it and you unlock stuff, and my little fucking chimp brain goes, okay, well, I have to unlock everything now. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. no, and you, no, you don't, and fuck, dude, I yeah, just spent, like, 20 hours of my life just playing this game that it's pretty fun. Not, like, fun enough that I need to fucking play it to unlock everything. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it's it's hilarious because i absolutely do that with yeah. games a lot of games um and and then i'll go around and i'll uh i'll flame rachel a little bit jokingly <laughs> yeah. i'll tease her she's got a, a game that like it's like cats love soup okay. and it's an idle game where the cats make like soup and smoothies yeah. and stuff and you upgrade your stations and you can mm-hmm. decorate the rooms and stuff and it's it's a cute game um but I'm just like, you're going to get sucked into this and you're going to want to unlock everything. It's like, it's the exact same thing that I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. But, yeah. But at least hers has cute cats and isn't her getting angry because your teammates are bad at League of Legends. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't stop playing cats making soup and is halfway to an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah for sure um She's yeah so like, if you guys want to yeah. sorry god no no you're good uh if you guys want to tell us what your go-to game is uh, what do you need to break from league of legends maybe we could all uh take some suggestions from these uh you can hit us up on our uh twitter at leecast you can send us an email mailleadcastpodcast.com or you can come into our discord and post in our roundtable section that's discord.gg slash leadcast yeah and with that we are on to zorica's mail time aka mail fight aka the time in the show where Aiden normally tunes out and some of our listeners do too because we're reading emails from you guys. Uh, we're going to start it off with this one from Biohazard, uh, the one I highlighted Aiden we did last week already. I assume so. It just came out on the same day, so I wasn't sure if you guys got to it or not. Yeah, so. I remember because I uh, I had to read the like what the Wick Pack Paddly Dack 
And uh, yeah. I messed that up the first time, and it's <laughs> a lot harder to do it once it's been deleted. Uh, anyway, yeah. first email this week is from Biohazard. Hello, Leadcast team. Love the podcast. I had some thoughts on Berserker's Greaves, specifically pertaining to 80 carries. I think Berserker's Greaves are very bad for the game. Almost every 80 carry, aside from the ones that build lethality, go Berserker's Greaves, and in turn end up getting one shot by a 2 and 6 assassin. This is my solution to this. Completely remove Berserker's Greaves and compensate for the attack speed. Uh, add some attack speed on the other marksman items. The very few games where an 80 carry will build steel caps or merc treads, they are deceptively tanky and do not get one shot. This will incentivize 80 carries to pick between cooldown reduction or damage reduction boots, and I think it'd be a great change. What do you guys think? Uh, appreciate the time in reading this question and have a great week. Regards, Biohazard. Um, I have the I, same issue with that though. I, I do agree that like I think it's lame when every single AD carry builds. Uh, sorry, what's it called? What are the tanky boots called? Um, Steel caps or treads? Yeah, I I fucking hate I hate when AD carries build those, and then I hate um when uh AD carries also take exhaust, and it feels like AD carries should always go berserkers. But I also do agree with his point that like if every AD carry goes berserkers, then why not just fucking implement it in something else, right? It's it's really it's a weird conundrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an odd situation where I think in every other role, the balance of what boots to take is a lot more diverse, um, yeah. right? You know, mid laners, typically it's going to be Sork Shoes if you're AP, um, but sometimes it's Merc Treads or sometimes it's Steel Caps, sometimes it's Lucidity, Yeah, um, right? If you're jungle support you know maybe you grab mobies for permanent ganks maybe you just get tanky you know i think 80 carry has the least variety generally mm-hmm. because berserker's grief gives so much attack speed and because you need attack speed so early to be a champion yeah. um that being said i think like good 80 carry players do mix up what boots they get because if I can prevent a Talon from killing me for 800 gold, as opposed to having to buy like Shield Bow instead of Kraken or instead of going like Guardian Angel, that's a huge, huge boon. Um, but a lot of times the math just doesn't work out where it's actually worth it. And you're left with just position better or don't feed the Assassin. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I think with the changes that are coming up, we will probably see again all attack speed boots on AD carries. Yeah, and it it, it feels it running into an AD carry with exhaust. I I hate it, but I I get it, and I do it when I play AP characters. Like I'll play Swain Bot with exhaust, and I'll rush a Frozen Heart and just say like haha stupid 80 carry you don't get to play the game because <laughs> yeah. i built steel caps and frozen heart um and it's it's fun on my end but when i am trying to kill a vein and she exhausts me i'm like fuck that stupid summoner <laughs> spell you shouldn't be allowed to have it yeah um anyway um thank you for the email biohazard yeah i can get this next one this one's from jock uh league saint aka jock lecoq grande he says good afternoon boys or uh as my in-laws says buenos <laughs> what the what does that mean i i don't know spanish is that spanish i'm saying it's spanish buenos tardes niños yeah yeah what does that mean it's just good evening boys oh 
I don't know. I, I don't know any Spanish. Post it in French next time, uh, Jock, and I'll fucking get you. <laughs> um, first thing I want to say for the A-Earth games uh, and the Arum games that we played on Monday, it was uh, like playing a game with a celebrity. I know you guys aren't in the world for now yet, but I definitely believe you all be, will, will be one day. Anyways, I should probably ask a question at some point on uh, to make this email uh, or not eh, to not make this email too long. I uh, got to be a weird one here. Do you guys play League sober, high, or drunk? And in what order uh, do you think those states of mind function better, or do you feel they're all the same? P.S. I'm at least buzzing 90% of the time I play League uh, to keep me from tilting lol. Yours truly, League Saint, with a large rooster for a pet named Jock League Saint, a.k.a. Jock Lecoq Grande. Um, I typically play sober, but I will yeah. play you know like if if i happen to be inebriated in some way i will still play league um if i'm high i'll probably autopilot Mm -hmm. and play okay as long as like i'm not falling behind right like if you autopilot when you're ahead it's okay but if you autopilot when you're behind you just int yeah um and if i'm drunk I'll probably even more than I normally do just take like stupid plays for the fun of it. Red will be like, guys, 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 check this out, check this out. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna flash alt them. <laughs> yeah. Um, for myself, uh, I used to drink more when playing games and stuff. Um, there's definitely parts of the league that I enjoy more when I'm drinking. Like, I think there's like, especially when you're playing with friends, there's parts of the game like, dude, walking back to lane when you're playing league after like drinking a little bit is fucking sick because there's like no downtime you just you just don't realize that the downtime of walking to lane yeah i fucking miss the downtime of walking back to lane goes away and you just get bants (laughs) yeah um that being said like overall i I wouldn't play league drinking otherwise i i think i'm someone who very much likes to play at my peak i don't like making mistakes myself in my own gameplay and unless i'm like actually just like drinking having fun with my friends i'm just gonna be fucking mad at myself for like playing worse than i should uh mm-hmm. and i feel like that's part of the reason yeah i i i think one thing like drunk arams are a lot of fun yeah where you're just goofing around and like for me it's it's very much like a i will play if i've had like one or two drinks or if i'm very drunk but if i'm like a little drunk i probably won't want to play because i'll be aware enough that i'm playing poorly but not drunk enough that i don't care yeah <laughs> um so yeah thanks for the email jock uh on to the next one from dippy uh the one thing i want to fix about clash is that they need to guarantee three games if a team withdraws matchmaking should attempt to fuse brackets if I want to play the game to shoot for 7th place, I want to go up against a team with similar hopes and dreams. And if a team leaves, leaves after game 1, it sucks to have to wait an hour for the next game. Uh, I would understand if game 2 couldn't fill in, but game 3 definitely should dippy. Yeah, so uh, again, response to last week's roundtable. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this, that leaving and like fucking the bracket feels very bad. And that it would be nice if they had a system in place for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, next one's from Big Mike. Hey guys, it's Big Mike again. I've been watching MSI religiously and have been loving the, my first international tournament. Congrats, man. Uh, it's great to watch the best players face off against each other and seeing how pros pilot your main Orn, uh, in his case. Uh, my question is, if you ever had to start an international team, what would your team name be? I mean, it'd be Clapping Cheeks, right? 
I think it's wild that he thinks that MSI actually has the <laughs> the best players in the world. <laughs> I do think it's like cool. Like everyone, it's like first international tournament or first like playoffs or whatever. Like that is always so hype. Like like mm-hmm. we very much look at MSI as like holy fuck, this tournament's kind of shit. Um, but like it's really it's not that shit. It's just like it's it's disappointing compared to other things. Um, but it's cool that people yeah. are enjoying it, right? It's yeah. I mean we're jaded at this point, but like yeah uh msi in my eyes is is not a big deal like it's you want to know it's a bigger deal the fucking iems that happened in season three yeah <laughs> like iem katavitsa iem cologne those ones matter msi nah um but but yeah no i mean international tournaments are always fun to watch um we wish that you got more best of series big mike because that would be pretty great for you in your first time but you, you get a few um yeah, yeah, international team, clapping cheeks would definitely be up there. Um, one of my other teams that I I played a decent amount of tournaments on back when I was in the, the tournament grind was a uh, team Super Mega Death Rocket in in, in name uh, named after Jinx. Um, I don't know if yeah. I have like a good team name. I mean, probably like Team League Cast. Man, got got to keep the branding straight. <laughs> keep the fucking branding. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we gotta get big enough that we can buy an esports team. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh my god. Aiden, you can be draft coach. Nick yeah. can do the uh, team's accountant and CFO. <laughs> and I can I can be the head coach and just beat up the Nick players. Nick would be so they don't mad if, you, if, if we designate our roles on a team as your head coach, I'm draft coach, Nick is accountant. It's <laughs> 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 so funny. You don't, have this... you don't get to do anything league related. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Holy As shit. he's 300 LP above me right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, um, thanks, Big Bike. I hope the rest of your tournament's great. Yeah, for sure. And final email for this episode comes in from Luke. Hey, guys. Luke here again, this time with a brief game review. I recently started playing through It Takes Two with a friend, and I can say that it's the best game that I have ever played. To be fair, I haven't played that many games, so I might not be the best one to judge, but I will try to based on my experience and personal enjoyment. The first thing that I loved about it is the co-op gameplay. It reminds me of the Lego games I played as a kid, such as Lego Star Wars, Batman, and Harry Potter. I used to play those a lot with my brother growing up, so this game checks the nostalgia box. I'm I'm right there with you, Luke, <laughs> that my older brother and I played a ton of co-op games, and there is something different and special about like couch co-op yeah. with somebody like in-person couch co-op and just like spending the whole day playing a game like learning it mastering it together teaching each other little tricks that you pick up is yeah. so fun uh anyway back to your email uh the unique mechanics and interactions are countless there are many missions that i didn't want to complete uh, there's one in which you can fly off the top of a metal bird, one where you can ice skate, and another one which takes you into an outer space environment. I could go on and on. The landscapes and environments and sceneries are truly something else. The mix of audio and visuals in the game is breathtaking, and y'all want to talk about range? Every time I thought the game couldn't have another unique environment, it proved me wrong. Bottom line, the game is fucking amazing. I would recommend it if to anyone since it's fairly easy to play and not boring at any point if you don't have a co-op partner go find one right now Uh, a few episodes ago aiden said that he has a list of every game he has played 
Could I get the link to that? I've also been thinking about making a spreadsheet with very similar ratings of media content I've consumed, such as movie, TV shows, animes, etc., and a list of the ones that I want to watch in the future. Partly for me to remember what I have and haven't watched, but also for other people to look at and maybe try stuff out. Anyway, sorry for the long email. Take care and keep up the good work, Luke. Yeah, um, I mean, for, like uh, once again, I think I have it linked on the Discord. But if I don't, then just ping me on Discord and I'll fucking relink it for people because I love sharing yeah. my uh, stuff. So, it, Aiden, it's I think like everyone who consumes a lot of media at, at some point like tries to catalog it yeah. or has the desire to, and like I'm so envious of you that you actually like did it and keep up with it (laughs) um because like rachel's got the same thing where like she inputs every book she reads into goodreads and there's like a log of every single book and i i try to do it with the movie nights that we you know do Mm -hmm. in in uh the other in the uh discord where it's like i i want there to be a log of every movie that we've watched right because it's just like it's so fun to go back to that a year later and be like, I completely mm-hmm. forgot about this movie that I really liked, or I want to give this one another try or like, you know, having that information is, is so cool. And yeah, I just, yeah. Like I, it, if there, if there was somebody like who could just provide me that list for like $10,000, I would consider yeah. that. Like if they're yeah. like, like $10,000 right now, I've got a list of every book you've read, every movie you've seen, every TV show you've watched, every video game you've played. Like, yeah. here's the list. I'd be like, fuck, that That would be, I'd have to do some uh, accounting and make that work. I'd have to take out a loan, but I would make that deal. <laughs> the video game one took a while, but it wasn't like undoable. Like, I think like movies, for example, or books, like for example, is fucking impossible just because there is fucking hundreds of thousands of books, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, video games, at the very least, like, it's still a lot, but at the very least, I can go, hey, okay, I had a Game Boy, so I just look at a list of every Game Boy game created, and I go, oh, these are all the ones that I played. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, like, all the ones, at least, that I remember playing. Yeah. Like, and then obviously, Steam's, like, a little bit harder, but, like, or, like, computer games, but, like, Steam at least catalogs most of it. So, it took me a while, but it was, like, 480-something mm. games. I don't think I missed any. Uh, Maybe the most I missed is, like, if I want to include like shit like um stuff that came with like cereal like the fucking good old PC like CD games that yeah. came with, like cereal boxes and shit like that I probably didn't get but you know mm-hmm. you you don't know what game I played a ton as a kid play the <laughs> fucking disc of Monopoly yeah fucking dude Monopoly was sick playing it by yourself as a kid I because I, nobody wanted to play Monopoly with you yeah or with me and so you're just like all right i'll just play against the computer so i can play the game and it's yeah it is not a great board game but i put so many hours into that i i i bet you still today i could draw you a monopoly game board like from scratch with every property in the right place with the right price and yeah. i'd probably get like the rent and the cost on a hotel for like 80 percent of them yeah dude i miss the wild. days of like playing games as a kid where you just wanted to fucking play video games no matter what so like you mm-hmm. just play games by yourself with the computer just being bored as fuck uh because you just wanted to play video games all the time like i feel like yeah. a lot of kids just went through <laughs> oh for sure anyway that's gonna do uh that's gonna be the end of this episode of leecast episode 536 if you would like to send us emails to get into the mail fight or zorica's mail time you can email us at mail at leadcastpodcast.com you can support us at patreon.com forward slash leadcast 
So you can tweet at us, uh, twitter.com forward slash leadcast. Hit us up on Facebook. You can go to our website, leadcastpodcast.com. You can join the Discord, leadcastpodcast.com slash Discord. Or if you want to be a cool kid, you can go to discord.gg forward slash leadcast because we've got the vanity URL. But again, that wraps it up for this week's episode, unless you've got something, Aiden. That's all. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.